listening to this when it's released, that it is Friday. It is December the 25th. It is 2020. It is Christmas Day. And may I, just right here, first, before I talk about anything else, wish you a merry, merry Christmas. You know what my Christmas gift is? this morning when I came as many of you have or probably will do open came to open my gifts and I struggled to get through this sentence because I'm so excited I realize the greatest Christmas gift of all is you're listening to this podcast now for slightly over a year you've been there I've been in in your ears, in your minds, and I appreciate that. On behalf of the platform by which you are listening, you're also appreciated. And I ask you on this Christmas day to do one of two things, if not both. I prefer both. But if you do at least one, I'd be okay with it. Would you make sure that you are connected to this podcast? That may be liking, following, adding, subscribing. I don't really know how your platform, or should I say what your platform requires. But if you do that, that would be, as I said, awesome sauce. And then secondly, if you would, share this with somebody on this Christmas day who you know might need a little pick-me-up. You think we can do that today? That that would, again, be completely awesome sauce. In a time where there's so many different people who are feeling some type of way. A nice pick-me-up, a nice encouraging word would definitely make their day. So, if you would do that. Now, you're probably asking yourself, who is that person? Well, you may have to think about it, which is something that I'm going to ask you to do in just a few seconds. And secondly, you may have some beef with that person or other people. Maybe today we can take the time to squash that beef. To pray for those persons who you would recognize as an enemy. That whatever their issues is, their flaws, their problems would somehow go away disappear is the word that I'm looking for and maybe just maybe if their issues is related to you that you find a way to fix those issues may this be your Christmas gift as you are to me may you and your presence be that for someone Would you mind if we quietly took a moment and just did that, meditated on those persons who need support, love, and prayers, and two, on what we have to get over to deal with some of those people who need love, support, 
and all those in agreement, we scream out, and I don't say it again. Now, to not be all churchy, even though this is, let me tell you what's about to happen. Now, I don't really expect much on this Christmas Day in the way of you getting out in the streets doing some things. You might go for a little walk or something, depending upon where you live. Or maybe you maybe you're still up there in NYC and you're trying to defy Governor Cuomo and you're still out there doing your thing in the streets. I understand. Whatever you're trying to do, what's gonna happen today is we're gonna talk from the book of Luke chapter two, verse seven. That's the, that's gonna be our focal point. So go ahead and get your Bible open to that. Sister Clarice is gonna read our hymn, Joy to the World. And then grandmother, my dear mother, grandmother is going to read another piece that helps us understand the true essence of Christmas. We're going to do all that after we have a moment of consciousness, if you will. Merry Christmas, my friends. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry. Merry Christmas. I don't know about you all, but Christmas is just one of my favorite days. It always has been. All the lights and excitement and the smells and the sounds. And my father um, was, um, he loved Christmas too. And something he did um, at Christmas was, this was before Wi-Fi now, he would put speakers outside the house on the front porch we lived out in Huntersville and uh, he put those big speakers he made racks and put them up and he'd have Christmas music playing in the neighborhood at Christmas time it was so beautiful and I remember that and I just love Christmas and but I I want us to remember um, that um, Christmas is so much more it's so much more it's so much more than that and I'm going to quote that scripture that reminds us what Christmas is all about. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And this morning before we do our lyrical meditation, while I still have the, your ear, I pray today that God give you a double portion, an extra measure of his love and his peace and his joy this Christmas day. Today's lyrical meditation is joy to the world. This is what Pastor Eric has selected, and it's so appropriate joy to the world Christ brings joy to the world joy to the world the Lord is come let earth receive its king let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven 
and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. Amen. Next we have Sister Elizabeth with a morning reading. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So I bless the reading and make me take these words and sanctify them in our hearts that he is a wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Have great peace today. Merry Christmas to everyone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Beautiful. Sherlock Holmes. Hmm? I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie Sherlock Holmes or heard anything about him. But every time Sherlock Holmes would go into dangerous territories, he would find himself at some kind of opera or orchestrated symphony, if you will, some type of musical. He would sit there and he would listen to the music and it would energize him as he prepared to go into battle. I don't know if I'm prepared to go into battle, but if I was, that was a great piece to send me to war. Oh, thank you. Luke chapter 2. We're going to focus this morning on verse number 7. And I want to pay more attention to clause C in Luke chapter 2. Very strategic point. I'll read the whole verse to give you context and for those who may not uh, have the option of reading at the moment, then I will highlight verbal emphasis that clause that has caught my eye, if that's all right with you this morning. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room them at the lodging place. I want to talk this morning very briefly and I say that with emphasis because I want us to be able to enjoy our Christmas about the unwanted child. The unwanted child. And now on this Christmas, our dear Father, we ask that you would allow us to present your case, that all listening now and forever, these our spiritual jurors will see without shadow or doubt what it is you are trying so desperately to say unto us in the name of Jesus whose birth we have come to celebrate and all those in agreement with that prayer join in and say 
Thank you, Jesus. Happy birthday. Amen. 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 One of the hardest feelings I know is that of being unwanted. Even if those feelings are not true, they are still those lingering feelings. You may hear people talking. You question their words. You you try to interpret their meanings. They tell you it's a joke, and every laugh is somewhat funny to you, but it's a piece somewhere deep down yonder that questions those laughs. And then there are those times when you know without shadow of doubt. No one can tell you. It's just there. It's clear as crystal that you are around people who don't want you. I've seen the eyes. I've heard the snickers, the whispers, and most importantly, first stated, during a Cooper Union address by the 16th president of East States United, right from the lips of President Abraham Lincoln, he said, I understand. I understand very clearly. Spoke right to my thought process of being able to understand being unwanted. Sometimes, You have the feelings and you try to ignore it, but Abraham Lincoln said it clearly. Actions speak louder than words. And so this Christmas, as I ponder over that introduction, I told you it's going to be quick. I'm halfway home already. See, you, you, I know you're excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much. You ain't had to tell me. Very much excited. You could have been a good Christian. At least one day in life to me. I'm here. <laughs> That's all right. I'll see you Sunday. (laughs) Ain't going to be so nice. This Christmas, as I think about that great introduction, it reminds me of a young man. Young man that I know. No, I ain't talking about myself. Go ahead and clear it out your mind. This young man I know, he only had one Christmas wish. He was a member of the high-saluted family, having access to anything this world 
has to offer. And yet, this young man had one Christmas wish. Every Christmas, he'd find himself looking at various Christmas trees while listening to the carolers sing. They were in unison on the corners, church steps. (coughs) He'd walk by and he'd see them in the mall standing next to Santa Claus. The sounds of their songs were being echoed in the speakers, blasting through the various shops and little corners of the community. He saw all that. He saw all the kids playing and relaxing and happy and joyful. He saw all that. And he attended even the plentiful feasts. He found himself also immersed in the wonderful gift. And yet, each year left him home still wanting that one Christmas wish. Every Christmas, I was waiting. Somebody is just so happy this morning. I can't even hear myself. I was waiting till the Holy Ghost got out of him. Whoever is shouting and praising the Lord in their heart, we're going to pray for them to calm down. And let the Holy Ghost get out of a little bit. All right. We got the Holy Ghost out. But this young man, as I said, was immersed in all of his gifts. You know, some gifts y'all looking at that tree that they told you they can't open till they called you. Even salivating over it like he was 12. Don't look at me like, I understand, young honey. I'm talking about you. Uh-huh. Uh, I ain't salivating over no gifts. Not because I'm saved, but because I already know what's in them. Definitely, <laughs> 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 Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. When you know what's in them, you, you don't salivate. You just sit there and wait. They don't need to get my blood pressure up. They ain't going to give it to me no way until they're ready. But this young man, immersed in all of his gifts, seemingly the pillar of the world, 
But yet he had this one Christmas wish. One year, constantly frustrated by the boy's lack of enthusiasm and seemingly matching in appreciation. His parents confronted him forcefully. They passed by and asked, what was wrong? And without asking, you ever had somebody ask you what was wrong, but they really didn't want to know. They just wanted to get what was wrong with them off, and so they thought it was wrong with you. And before you can answer, they went on until they speak. You never got to tell them what was wrong with you. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> and you just sit there in the chair like, why are you ask me what's wrong with me? You ain't care about what's wrong with me. You want to tell me what's wrong with you. So why don't I just sit here and listen to you? That's one group of people. Then you got the second group. They ask you what's wrong, and you tell them, and they say, ain't what's wrong with you. How do you know what's wrong with me? <laughs> How you finna tell me what's wrong with me? I'm just saying what you feel. You've been there before. And this young man couldn't even speak because it was obvious his parents did not care. All they wanted to do was state their frustrations and leave. So they did. They stated their frustrations and without even looking at the boy, to see how he responds, they forcefully dashed out the door. And they left that young man still wishing, hoping for that one year that he get his Christmas wish. They came back the next year, just like last year, they threw at him all he had. It came to him and brought him receipts, showed how much they paid for his clothes, showed how much the car that he rides in costs, the caviar that he eats, the fresh filet mignon that he has on the table. All of these things materialize. Materialism is what I'm trying to say. See, y'all didn't pray hard enough for my English. I need y'all to go back to the altar for me. <laughs> bless him. Bless him. It's almost as if they brought the accountant to the boy's room to tell him how much the child costs. The boy sat there after they threw all this on him. And again, he listened. But this year, the boy got a little hoospa. He got a little conades, as they say, a little testicular fortitude. He might have been listening to Mama Bell play, and he, he, he was prepared for war. 
Uh-huh. He said to his mother, forcibly, he said, you've given me all this stuff, given me everything materially possible, but the one thing you never cared about is who I am. You wanted a child, but you never wanted what was in the child. When it came to what mattered to you, I was significant. But when it came to what mattered to me, you had no room. You had no room for my piano lessons because that didn't increase your empire. You had no room for my poetry because that didn't get you bigger deals with your clients. You had no room for my friends because they didn't come from families of influence. You didn't like the particular places I wanted to go and hang out for fun because that didn't look good to your credibility. So to answer your question, my Christmas wish was that someday you, my parents, would find room in your heart for me. The story reminds me so much, not of how many children are trapped in their identical hells, because that, that is self-explanatory. We, we don't have to take our Christmas morning to discuss that. But it takes us back to the text. We look at the scripture and we say, oh, it was a great thing that happened back then, and we kind of gloss over the fact that this mother brought this child, and she laid him in the same device that was used to feed the animals. They just went in and dumped the slop out the feeding trough. All of you come from the country, you know what's in slop. And they put the baby in there because he wasn't significant enough. Now, let's pass by Jesus. That's, that's not important at this moment to me. To the spiritual mind, that may be the centerpiece of this story, but let's scale back just a little bit and say, why would you put a baby in a feet? How cold can you be to let a woman have birth in a barn? But the woman giving birth was not good for business. And the child was not good for business either. So how much time is spent 
coming to a celebration like this just because it looks good on the resume, because we can say we did our spiritual deed for the day. But is there really room? If I go home now, Brother Dennis is going to come in here and pray for us. I leave out the door reminded the words of Brother Ald Briswistilo. Swistilo. He said, Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingdom crowned. When thou came to earth for me, but in Bethlehem's home was there found no room for thy holy nativity. Heaven's eight arches rang when the angels sang, proclaiming thy royal decree, (coughs) but of lowly birth didst thou come to earth. And in great humility. Brother Aubrey got the inspiration, which I would like to ask that you have in your minds as Brother Dennis closes us this Christmas in prayer. Brother Aubrey said, Oh, come to my heart. There is room. Brother Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. You know, as we uh, approach the rest of our day, we just, uh, you know, ask the Lord to give us His strength to be the uh, beacon of light that we need to be, especially on this Christmas day. Let's pray, Father God. We just thank you for who you are. We thank you that we can celebrate the birth of your Son. We thank you that we can let the world know what the birth of your son means to us and what it means to us spiritually and what it means to our future, Lord. Uh, I just ask you be with everyone that's on this line, be it their families that are representative uh, of them, and, and just give them the peace and understanding that you alone can provide. Uh, no matter what we're going through physically, mentally, or even spiritually, Lord, we just ask that you uh, give us the knowledge that we need at this time and in uh, this day, uh, especially this day, that maybe our life can, uh, we can change our lives, we can change our lives to, to reflect more of the Jesus in us, the Jesus that we have. Uh, well, I understand that, you know, it was a great thing that happened those below so many thousands of years ago and how that one thing has, has, uh, has changed the, the entire world. How is the most important, you know, how does it change my life? How does it change our lives? And that's what we should reflect upon this time. We know that there's a lot of stuff going on uh, with the pandemic and with the vaccines and a lot of questions and uh, things that need to be answered. But we know that you can answer all the questions. You can settle all the things that are in our lives. You can settle all of our doubts and, and uh, just take take us and, and hold us and, and, and get us through what we need to get through. So as we celebrate the birth of your son today, we remember that he is the reason 
for this season. He is the reason that we come and we worship, and he is the reason that we have faith and, and uh, that we also have eternal life, that he gave his life for us, that we may celebrate him, not only on Christmas, but on a daily basis. Lord, again, just thank you for who you are, what you've done for us, Lord. We just lay it all before you in your name, your holy, holy name, we pray. Amen and amen. I wish you. Amen. Amen. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. And until we chat again for me and mine, Unto you and yours. Again, don't forget, please, to do whatever your platform requires to make sure that you are connected with these conversations every time they happen. Thank you. And again, Merry Christmas. Laters.